Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the owner and founder of BetterNeverStops.Global, uh, Adrian Peck. He also is the author of How to Fall Back in Love with Your Business. Adrian, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jen. It's really great to be here. And thank you for, um, for inviting me. Yeah, I'm really jump into this conversation today. Um, I'm curious to know about the name of your company. I love that the website is betterneverstops.global. Can you tell us a little bit about that, the background of your title or the, uh, sorry, the background of the name of your business? Absolutely. The, the, um, so, uh, so I work with business owners who typically um, are kind of 45 years old plus that run kind of one to five million pound turnover businesses. And when I'm working with them, my uh, kind of message with them always is about because um, what what a lot of entrepreneurs get hung up with is about getting things perfect, mm. and actually it's not about getting perfect. It's about getting stuff delivered, and then better never stops. So once you've got it out there and doing something with it, you can always improve it. So it's something that I kept saying to my business owners all the time. You know, better never stops. Better never stops. And it was about mm. that kind of ethos. And I go, I've just got to turn this into my company name because it's it's what. Everybody starts knowing me about, so that's why it's kind of came the came out the brand. So everything that I do is very much driven around. You can always improve it and yeah. always keep improving it. Hence, better never stops. I really like that uh, philosophy because, yeah, I think entrepreneurs and business owners can really get hung up on being perfect. And so I just love that you're constantly telling people, like, just get it delivered and um, improve it as you go. <laughs> Absolutely, but a lot of things again, you know, people won't put something out there because it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect, but oh no, I won't get it out. It's not quite perfect. But to get it out there is a hundred percent improvement on where you are now. Yeah. So just get it out there and improve it. And you know, people get up on it, even down to writing blogs. I've got having it perfect, but <laughs> let people find mistakes. If they come back to you with feedback, have mistakes. Exactly. It's brilliant that they're reading it. You know, it's kind of get it out there. Exactly. I was telling um, one of my friends who we co-host another show with, and I, I always put typos in the newsletter. Like she's perfect, but I always mess up. And I say to her, you know what? If someone points it out, that means we have an avid reader. Like we have an avid fan and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's, it's actually a way to start dialogue with them. Yeah. You know, and to kind of start it. So when people are reaching out to you and, and pointing out your errors, so to speak, it's then actually an opportunity to start dialogue with those people and start engaging with them. It's, you know, part of it. Yeah. I, I like the whole idea of engaging because at the end of the day, that's what business is about. It's about helping people. Um, but what do you think it, what, what do you think is the hang up with being a perfectionist? Do you think that sometimes people need to like hold themselves a certain way, like in business, like they have to be per like, I, I'm just kind of curious to know, like, why, why do they get hung up on perfection um yeah that's my question <laughs> i think part of it is around the fact that many entrepreneurs um as they build and grow they develop a fear of failure mm. and therefore the only way that i can protect that fear is by being perfect being perfect mm. so therefore i won't deliver anything unless i believe it's perfect and mm -hmm. therefore it de-risks my um, propensity to then not be perfect and to fail. 
Yeah. So it's kind of, and I see it a lot with a lot of the business owners that I work with. They get they build a business up to a certain size and a certain scale. But what happens with every growth curve of business at some point, it, it stops. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a step change, it will actually start going down. Mm. So what happens at that tipping point is that the entrepreneur and business owner believes that um, that kind of fear of failure kicks in and everything has to be perfect. If I try to change it, it could all come tumbling down. Mm. And then that's the point where that kind of fear of failure kicks in. But they have to get past that and realize that what's got them to where they are now won't get them to the next stage and the next level. There has to be a step change. Businesses evolve and grow. And as they come up to that peak, they have to go up another level. Otherwise, they just won't happen. It's Mm -hmm. the, um, I think it was Einstein's theory that, you know, carry on doing the same thing every day and expect a different result is a sign of madness. Yeah. Um, Spot on. I think the word was like insanity or something like it's insanity. You try to repeat the same thing, thinking that things are going to change. Um, No, I appreciate you elaborating on that. And hopefully that will give our uh, listeners a reminder that you don't have to be perfect to be in business. You can be people focused and deliver and then improve as you go. Um, so, you know, with your company, Adrian, uh, with Better Never Stops, your mission is to inspire and empower entrepreneurs to build successful and sustainable businesses to make a meaningful impact in the world. Um, let's play this out. How would that look like if uh, a client comes to you and, you know, wants to be a part of that mission? So, so everything that I do in my business is, is driven towards impact. And one of the things that I learned um, and, and it's quite recent. I'm, I'm talking the last couple of years. I really learned is what happens is uh, I'm a very giving person. I'm, I'm very community led. Um, mm. I've done a lot of kind of charitable things in my life, and it's very part. It's very key to my values and what I believe in. So, but what you then kind of get this perception of is that you have to then be a Richard Branson or uh, a mm. Bill Gates and, you know, be really successful and then build your foundation and then go and put something back in the world. Mm. And you kind of get het up on that and think, well, okay, I'll, I kind of do it when I'm, when I'm mega successful, then I better have all this time to do it. Mm-hmm. But actually what I found, and there's an organization I belong to called B1G1, and through that organization, you can do what's called micro giving. Mm. And within that, so you can go and have um, those impacts all around the world. It's all aligned to these 17 strategic development goals that United Nations decided on. So all the United Nations got together in 2015. Mm-hmm. They came up with the, the 17 things we've got to get done as a universe by 2030 to make a step change in, in human, human existence, if you like. Uh, and all of those are really powerful things. And the thing that you realize, and the thing that I've become to realize more and more so, and particularly what's going on in the world now, is it's not it's not politicians and governments that change the world. It's us entrepreneurs that really have the power to make a difference and change the world. Mm. Because it's entrepreneurial thinking and entrepreneurial ship that allows us to think differently. And, and solve problems. And what we then do, particularly what's going on now, is you then become very community-focused, go, well, mm-hmm. how can I go and help other people in the world with that and make those small step change? So what it looks like on a day-to-day basis is that everything in my business is driven into making micro-impacts. So every time that somebody reads my book, mm-hmm. 
Um, I sponsor a day's worth of entrepreneur training to women in uh, Mawari and uh, other parts of South Africa, for instance. So mm-hmm. it's helping entrepreneurs build communities and make a difference in their communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a lot of stuff with an organization called Micro Loans, again through B1G1, where we, uh, again, from the impacts that we make, we put those impacts into sponsoring projects uh, that then go and help uh, communities build businesses uh, and you know, mm-hmm. really start driving entrepreneurship. So it's those kind of stuff. So that, And what I do when I work with my clients is we come up with a program of how we do that as well within their businesses and, and what that impact looks like through it as well. Yeah. Well, so that's, that's really- kind of a, a, a long answer short. Yeah, no, it's perfect. I appreciate you elaborating on that, Adrian. And I always like asking that question because I think it helps our listeners uh, kind of visualize like what, you know, how you can help them or how you help your clientele. Um, I find it uh, fascinating that you have, you predominantly focus on a 45 plus year old, um, 45 plus year olds who run more technical businesses. Um, How did you uh, come across that niche? Uh, just just really because that's the business owners that I've been working with and what I've what I found is that there's this kind of almost this perfect intersection that happens so you've got guys that are kind of 45 years old Mm -hmm. they have been predominantly working in that technical specialism um, you know since they kind of left school and they've gone into an apprenticeship or something like that and then end up building up a business Mm -hmm. and they've got it up to a point and that's where it's kind of the business has hit maturity uh, and it's kind of having a midlife crisis. Oh. Also, the business owner is coming at the same point. So mm. they're kind of 45, 50, 55 years old. Their children are starting to grow up. You know, they, their families are moving on. Mm. And But what happens is that they're still stuck in that business mm. and they, they have become an employee of that business. They're working really, really, really hard, still working all the hours, but they're starting to go like, there's got to be a better way than this. And, you know, why am I working so hard and my earnings are going backwards? Everything seems a bit of a struggle and I want to kind of out of this. So there's this kind of perfect intersection that happens at those two yeah. points. So they're kind of um, – and guys, obviously, I'm of that age as well, so I can connect very well with them. I understand them and know them because I've built businesses through that kind of process mm-hmm. as well and, and I can relate to them very easily. Yeah, and, and I I get them, you know, and that's part of it, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. It's um, it's kind of like helping the younger version of yourself, even if it's just from a year ago. You know, like helping people that remind you a lot of yourself. Absolutely, indeed, and and part of it as well is that because they are running those kind of size businesses and they are really good at the technical aspects of their business they then see it as a little bit of a failure that they can't run their businesses and get that business part past that kind of barrier, past that mental block. Mm-hmm. But they've never done any, they've never run a business that size before. It's kind of happened by accident almost. This business is built and built and built. And all of a sudden they wake up one day and I'm going, oh my God, I've got 10, 15, 20 employees and I've got all these staff issues happening and I've got all these things happening. Oh my God, you know, how did I get here almost? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what do I do about it? And oh, no, it's getting really <laughs> scary, and you know. It, but but it's 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 almost kind of built a beast, you know. It's built a monster, um, yeah. and it's turning it back into fun for them because uh, invariably you can unpick it 
and you can really find actually what it is they do enjoy and what they do love about it and getting them back doing the, the stuff they really love. Yeah, I love that. It's a, it's a, it's sort of like a revitalizing them to remember maybe why they got back into business and in the or why they got into well, business in the first place. Business should be fun, shouldn't it? You know, if if you're I hope so. <laughs> taking, you're taking all that risk and you've worked, yeah. you, you know, you worked your butt off all those years to build what you've got. You really should be enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, why why are you doing it? You know, yeah. otherwise you might as well go and go work for somebody, you know, and get a get a get a proper job. But you see, you really should be enjoying it. Business should be fun. Yeah. And, you know, otherwise you're kind of getting to 50 and 55 and you're going, oh, I'm not enjoying life, you know. And <laughs> you should be. It's it's you know, it's there and you should be um enjoying your success and getting your team to enjoy that success as well. It's yeah. all about teamwork. That's fantastic. Well, on, on that note, let's talk a little bit about your uh, book, Adrian, How to Fall Back in Love with Your Business. Um, tell us what compelled you to write this book and, and um, what should people expect when they read it? Yeah, absolutely. So again, it's come from a kind of 10 years of working within those businesses. Mm-hmm. And what I saw constantly was this pattern that started forming going, hold on a minute, all these businesses are, it's all happening the same way. Um, you know, how I described that kind of 45, 50-year-old business owner that's built that business up to a certain point, they're then having all the same problems. And it doesn't matter what business they're running, in what sector, they're all having exactly the same problems, Mm -hmm. perhaps in something different orders, but they're all having the the same issues with it. And so the book really is... um it's the manual really what I deliver for my clients Mm -hmm. and it it just unpicks exactly how I work with them and and the stuff I do with them. So it covers um, what I call success. So it's S E double C E double S. So it's my version of success. Um, It's spelled wrong because I'm allowed to, because I'm dyslexic. (laughs) So it's my excuse for spelling it wrong. It's your book. And also the acronym of the E didn't quite work at the start with. So it's all about strategy Mm. empowerment which is in essence teamwork having controls uh, focus on cash and then efficiency just making sure your business is fast and slick and then separate from your competitors and then um, scale is the last s which is then around uh, good uh, marketing and sales and marketing techniques so it follows a model round and again the whole thing that comes down to better never stops mm. is it's all built on the basis and the the ideology of, of marginal gains. So you don't try and make big changes in business. What mm. you do is make small changes constantly through the business. Mm. So the model I have is built on an infinity loop so that once you finish a lap, you start again but you just mm. do another step change with it all the time. And it came out of a lot of the learning that I'd done when you realize that big changes just don't work in business. You can't go in there and make big changes. The staff rebel against it. They push back against it. You've got to do little changes all the time. And, and that's what kind of builds a confidence with it. So that was kind of, in essence, how I, how I wrote the book, really, and come up with the book. Uh, again, I say I'm dyslexic, so <laughs> writing a book for me was well outside my comfort zone. Uh, but I've been working with a coach in the UK um, who has given me the, the ability and stuff to do it. And I launched it last December on my birthday, which was oh, which was fantastic. That's awesome. Um, so so you, you've it's, had it's this book great. for like a year now, so it's like a year old it now. Is com- 
Yes, now coming up for a year when it was, um, yes, about this time last year, we'll just finish off in the last bits of it. Um, wow. And it's, it's been great. It's been really, really good. And the feedback has been uh, tremendous from it. Um, and, yeah, you know, I was with a business owner yesterday who runs, um, he's a client of mine uh, that read it um, a couple of months ago now on the beach. Mm-hmm. Just said that really, you know, it's just brilliant. It's just, it's just me. It was just me so much when you know, we were working together. So it was really good, really great feedback. I love that, Adrian. Yeah, I was going to ask a little bit about that as well. Uh, since you've had this book, what are some common uh, testimonials or feedback you've received from your clientele? I, I had um, about two months, two months, two or three months after I launched, or something, I got a message via LinkedIn from mm-hmm. somebody I haven't never met before. Mm-hmm. And the message basically said, Adrian, I've just read your book. I can't believe how well you described me. Uh, I'm now uh, going through my, my daughter's also part of my business mm. um, she's now reading the book as well um, and uh, we want to reach out to you and, and start seeing how we can implement in this business because it, it usually you have just described our business yeah. which is just it's just awesome absolutely yeah. awesome I'm sure you I'm sure it gives you like a little kick when you're like when when someone reaches out to you like that and you're like I feel like you were speaking straight to me <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the, again, it comes back to my core value, which is about inspiring and empowering them to make to make that step change and therefore make an impact. Because, you know, well-run businesses employ people and mm-hmm. that employment, and if they are good, fun businesses, have meaningful employment and that makes an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's part of, that's who I am. That's what I want to achieve. Yeah, fantastic. Before I transition to my last uh, question, Adrian, I wanted to ask you, is there anything else you want people to know about your company, Better Never Stops? Um, just so much really is, is about having that impact and having, um, you know, we, we our, our values are really about, um, uh, about being ambitious, having fun, um, and kind of living the dream. It's, that's kind of what our, our core values are. And yeah. We, we want to work with people, you know, I, I, I really want to work with business owners that share those values. And I only work with business owners that share values. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and therefore, I'm very cautious with the, the, some of the people we work with. Uh, and we want to take people on that journey that, um, that can really, really, really change the world. And we have such an amazing opportunity. What has happened in the world these last 12 months has been um, has been devastating on some bits, but also has been really empowering for mm-hmm. people to really come together and realise the power of community, yeah. the, the power of support, the power that you're not on in, in your own, that there is ways that you can do it and businesses can change mm-hmm. um, and change for better. There's, there's going to be so much good that's going to come out of this if, we as entrepreneurs really get behind it and push those changes and really, um, you know, are behind that change because it's a wonderful opportunity. We know that the world has had a, a huge wake up call yeah, uh, and a huge opportunity to make some big changes. And normally what happens in, um, if you try to make some of the big changes in a, in a normal kind of, um, in a normal status quo, if you like, they would look like huge changes. Mm-hmm. But actually, because you've got so much disruption going on now, to make some of the disruptions in business and to change what we do, 
isn't Look, you just think of this zoom platform for instance mm-hmm. you know if you said somebody 12 months ago you're now going to have these network meetings you're now going to engage with people through this media of videos across the world you go no that's never going to happen no i'm not doing that i'm not doing that i'm never paying i'm never going to join a membership club just doing that it's not going to happen but we already accepted it we accepted it really quickly yeah and that's kind of my point of how quickly mm. we can make changes and make very powerful changes um, and people can come together. Um, I run another uh, a network organization called Networking for Good. Mm-hmm. And we, we you know, we're bringing entrepreneurs together all around the world that can now share and learn from each other. And it's just so powerful. The stories are just, you, you're almost in tears on, in these uh, breakout rooms. The, the stuff is so powerful, mm-hmm. so, so powerful when people come together. Yeah, Adrian, I just really love your um, just drive to be community led because you're really saying that you're people driven and you're all about the people and are the human beings that run these, you know, things called businesses. Absolutely. I could really feel your heart, you know, behind what you do and your passion to, you know, do this together because it's, yeah, it's very, it's very inspiring. Um, And I appreciate you sharing all that. The the one thing I've learned um, through all my years in in business and in, in my work and stuff is that bricks and mortar are one thing, but when you look at all businesses and, and all successful businesses, it's always about the people. Mm. It's always the people that make the difference. Yeah. There's been a television show in the UK that followed the, um, the Savoy in London, you know, a very, very famous hotel in London. Um, but when it all came down to them, stripped down all of the five-star luxury they were into, the staff were unbelievable. They, you know, they were on first-name terms with those customers. Um, the customers would come and hug them as they turned, you know, as they arrived because they had this relationship with them. And it was it was those people that made such a difference to it. And, it, it you know, there's five-star luxury and it's all about the people. And it's yeah. the one thing you learn all the time. And it, therefore, when you come together as, as entrepreneurs and you then um, share that same sense with your staff, it can only be good for your business. It can yeah. only make, because it's all about people. It's always is about people. Yeah, I wrote that down. It's always about people. <laughs> it's always about people. It's always about the people. <laughs> um, Adrian, I have absolutely enjoyed our conversation today. Before we get going, do you have any parting advice you want to share to our entrepreneurs and small business owners listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur? Uh, I suppose that the... the the big thing that's made a step change in my life um, and my business and, and where I'm taking it is really to understand what your why is mm-hmm. and why it is that you do what you do and find that real deep engagement. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a very giving person. Uh, I, um, I just love seeing success on other people's faces and in other people's lives. It just really drives and motivates me. And, and kind of then learning how I can turn that into my business and turn that into my why mm-hmm. has been the biggest step change for me. And it, it, it makes me spring out of bed every single day because that's really what drives me. Mm-hmm. And, and I urge everybody to really dig, 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 dig deep and find that true why in their, in, in their souls that really motivates them and gets them up. Because if mm-hmm. they can then turn that into their business – and find a way of monetizing it, it makes, it's, it's huge. And it's, and it's kind of almost, you got to think about it, that I'd go and do this for free. And I mm-hmm. would do what I do for free. Mm-hmm. If, if, you know, if money wasn't an object, I would still go and do what I do. 
because mm-hmm. it means that much to me. So it's yeah. kind of, you know, what is your why? And, yeah. and how deep is that real why? Yeah, I think um, often we can underestimate the power of why. And I think you're a testament uh, of someone who has discovered their why. Um, here you are helping um, 45 plus year old business owners, um, you know, still falling in love, falling back in love with their business again. So absolutely, um, indeed. yeah, so Adrian, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks again for joining us. No, thank you. It's been really great. Really, really great. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, fantastic. And again, to our listeners, this is Adrian Peck, the owner and founder of BetterNeverStops.Global. He's also the author of the book, How to Fall Back in Love with Your Business. Again, you can learn more about him and his company at BetterNeverStops.Global. Very easy to remember. (laughs) Uh, With that said, thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.